Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Monday, the 28th of August. I'm Mark Matthews, Head of Research Asia at Bank Julius Baer, and welcome to our weekly Beyond Markets update. The big thing on people's minds is still interest rates, with most fixed income benchmarks reaching new cycle highs last week and the week before. The 10-year Treasury yield reached a high of 4.34% last Monday. It's a tad lower at 4.23% today. Still, if we rewind the clock and look at what happened, Treasury bonds returned minus 3.3% in 2021 and minus 15.3% in 2022, and they're on track to return minus 0.6% so far this year. What's interesting is that going back to the year 1790, which, believe it or not, we can do with Treasury bond prices, never before were they down for three years in a row. So if they are down by the end of this year, that would be a first ever in 233 years of history. Well, to quote Mark Twain, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. As much as there are good reasons why rates are high right now, namely a strong-willed Federal Reserve that's intent on undoing the perception it was behind the curve back in 2021, we still see more downside than upside in rates going forward and believe the Treasury yield will be lower by the end of this year than it is today. And that makes investment-grade corporate bonds yielding 55 to 6% a great opportunity today. On that note, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell gave an eagerly anticipated speech at the annual Jackson Hole meeting of central bankers last Friday. Sometimes Jackson Hole's a big deal, sometimes it's not. It's fair to say it wasn't really a big deal this year, because there was the same good cop, bad cop messaging that we've already become used to. The good cop Jerome Powell used the phrase proceed carefully twice in his speech. But the bad cop, Jerome Powell said, and I'll quote him here, two months of good data are only the beginning of what it'll take to build confidence that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our goal. End of quote. So he's keeping the market on its toes, not quite sure of what's going to happen, which is exactly what the Fed loves to do. And Fed fund futures are pricing in a 20% chance of a rate hike at the September meeting, an even higher 40% chance of one happening at the November meeting. Thereafter, they look for no more rate hikes. Our own view at Julius Baer is that the last rate hike of this cycle already happened back in July. One thing Mr. Powell said, which is hardly new, and I'll quote him here, is, at upcoming meetings, we will assess our progress based on the totality of the data and the evolving outlook and risks. End of quote. Well, one data point that really spooked the market two weeks ago was the July retail sales because they came out 0.7% higher than June's retail sales. The consensus looked for about half that. The good news is that J.P. Morgan Chase runs a consumer card tracker for retail sales. It has a good history of accurately predicting the actual retail sales number every month. It's now indicating down 0.2% in August compared to the July card tracker that was showing 0.8% up. Well, retail sales are a core input in GDP, and the Atlanta Federal Reserve computes the current quarter's GDP based on 10 high-frequency inputs, including retail sales. They're currently showing a 5.8% rise in GDP in the third quarter over the second quarter. Well, well, if this chase card data is correct, that will need to be revised down 
And the market would like that because it means less of a chance of a big second wave of inflation. As far as the stock market goes, with such a complicated backdrop and a 10% rise in June and July alone behind us, it's no surprise that August has been a weak month. And barring a big reversal this week, the S&P 500 index and other major stock market benchmarks will be down in August for the first time since February. And that's fine. Since World War II, on average, August isn't a stellar month anyway. And neither is September or even October. It's only in November, on average, since World War II that you start to get liftoff into the year end for the S&P. And then, of course, the beginning of the year is typically a good time, too. A few technical analysts have noticed what might be the makings of a head and shoulders pattern in the S&P. That's a pattern that's said to predict a bullish trend reversal. It doesn't mean the bull market's over by any means. We don't think it is. But it does mean we could continue with August's correction into September and possibly even October. Then lastly, our house view is among the currencies. The dollar is the place to be. There is no better one. And that hasn't changed. But it's interesting to see the changes in the BRICS in the background. And just to remind you, the BRICS I'm talking about are the grouping of Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, that's slowly emerging as the developing world's equivalent of the G7, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, United Kingdom, and the United States. The BRICS countries wrapped up a summit last week where they decided to admit four new members come January, Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, and Iran. There's no biggie there except for Iran, but what's more important is they extended invitations to Saudi and the United Arab Emirates. Those are countries whose currencies are pegged to the U.S. dollar, and the petrodollar is one major reason why the U.S. dollar maintains its position as the reserve currency of the world. If these major oil producers do join BRICS, it will put some pain to that perception. It doesn't mean they're suddenly anti-American, far from it, but they would like a change in the status quo to reflect how the world has changed in the last decade or two. This is Mark Matthews signing off for now. I wish you a great week ahead and we'll speak with you again next week. Goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Bayer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbayer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com/legal/podcast for further important legal information.